Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? It's the early morning show. 93.7 The Fan. Adam Crowley with you. You know the drill. Hit me up on Twitter. At underscore Adam Crowley. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. And we've got our cast of characters that call in every day. I'll just put you right on the freaking air. And sometimes it's disastrous where you'll hear things like this over and over again. But I want to talk to my people, my friends, here in the morning. Early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. The Ravens fired Greg Roman yesterday. Their offensive coordinator, he helped Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. He helped Lamar Jackson win an MVP. He saved John Harbaugh's effing job. Back in 2019, the Steelers beat the Ravens. I was there at M&T Bank Stadium. The Steelers got to 7-2-1. Joe Flacco was the starting quarterback. And I was driving home from Baltimore. I was listening to their postgame show. And all the callers, to a man, every single one, Wanted John Harbaugh fired. They then made the switch to Lamar Jackson. They won their final seven games, won the AFC North. The Steelers failed to qualify for the playoffs. And Greg Roman, on the fly, redesigned the Ravens' offense to work with Lamar Jackson. Greg Roman helped get the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl with John Harbaugh's brother Jim when Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback. Greg Roman's resume is infinitely better than Matt Canada's. Greg Roman fired yesterday. Byron Leftwich helped coordinate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Super Bowl, and they won the Super Bowl. Fired yesterday. Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Chargers, fired. All three of those teams made the playoffs. All three of those teams fired offensive coordinators with better resumes than Matt Canada. And here the Pittsburgh Steelers are holding on to Matt Canada. Now, I think this is clearly story number one today. It was story number one yesterday, but you do get some pushback on social media. All you do is talk about Matt Canada. Okay, let's spin it this way then. Forget wins and losses. It's hard. Forget the Steelers haven't won a playoff game in six years and they've only won three and 12. Forget all that just for a second. I want the Steelers' offense to change. I wanted Matt Canada out, not only because I think it helps the team win games, but also because I'm tired of watching bad football. 
I'm tired of going back to the Stone Ages every time I flip on my TV to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday or Monday night or on a Thursday evening. I'm tired of it. I've long said, yes, winning is the most important thing. And so if the Penguins, they won back-to-back championships in an aesthetically pleasing way, and they're an aesthetically pleasing franchise, scoring leaders, Conn Smythe winners, Art Ross, all that fun junk. If the Pittsburgh Penguins won back-to-back championships playing like the 2000 New Jersey Devils, I'd be cool with it because they'd win a championship. They'd win multiple championships. And winning is the most important thing. But when you are not winning, and they didn't make the playoffs, the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, I would at least like it to be an entertaining brand of football. There's nothing I can do about the Pittsburgh Steelers being on my TV. Even if I didn't do this job, I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love the Penguins. I love the Pirates. It's who I am. It's how I was raised. It's a cultural thing. You get it. You're the same way. Regardless of how bad the Pittsburgh Steelers are, I'm going to watch them. Regardless of how ugly the brand of football is, I'm going to put them on my TV. I'm a prisoner. They've got me for life. It doesn't matter what they do. Doesn't matter who they bring in. Doesn't matter who the head coach is, the owner, the general manager. I am going to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've missed one game in my cognizant life, and it's when I was driving across country doing a road trip with my friends. And it was when Charlie Batch started against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2010, and Brett Kiesel had that really long punt return. Not punt return, fumble return. Missed one game. I'm like you. If I can help it, I'm going to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. They'll be on my TV. It's become increasingly frustrating to me that I am trapped watching a team that plays a boring brand of football. At the end of the day, this is about entertainment. You want to be entertained for three hours, three and a half hours on your Sunday, Thursday night, Monday night. You want to forget about what's going on in your life. It's an escape. That's what entertainment does. That's why you listen to 93.7 The Fan. Because you're at your job and you're typing away and, my God, you need a distraction. I get it. Football's the same way. It's entertainment. The Pittsburgh Steelers, in an offensive league where, on average, teams scored 22 points per game, scored 18. Last season, with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, the Steelers scored 20 points per game. The year before that, it was a slog every time they took the field in that COVID season. And yes, they got to 11-0, and that part was fun. The winning was fun. But those games weren't necessarily fun to watch. That offense was putrid. Last year, they were trying to run the ball, and they were 32nd in the league in stopping the run, and it just was not aesthetically pleasing. What I'm getting at here is we are all captive. We are all going to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers, and yet, The entertainment value just ain't there. And it's impossible to look at this without the winning. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs. They were 9-8. and So being 9-8, and not making the playoffs, and not being fun to watch, that sucks for the fan. It sucks for me. It's got to suck for you. The only entertainment we get from an offensive standpoint watching the Pittsburgh Steelers now with Matt Canada as coordinator was in Ben's final season when he said, hey, Matt, F off, it's fourth quarter time, I'm calling my own junk, and here we go. 
Same thing happened this year. It wasn't that Kenny Pickett was necessarily calling his own plays at the end, but they would open things up and Kenny Pickett took more chances because you needed to score points at the end of the game. And it was fun watching him throw that touchdown against Las Vegas, and it was outstanding watching him do the same thing against Baltimore. But for 50 minutes in each of those games, maybe even longer, it was really hard to pallet the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense. And from an entertainment standpoint, I just wish they would have moved on from Matt Canada to make my Sundays more enjoyable. Hey, you're on the early morning show. Good morning. I'd like to speak to Adam, please. Sure, buddy. It's me. Oh, Adam, how are you today, brother? Sorry. No, I'm hey, good, I man. Just want to tell you, you were spot on. First time, I'm a long time listener in your short time, but a first time caller. Awesome. I do want to thank you for everything. I know it seems negative, but it's spot on. There's so much I want to say, but I know I'm limited. But thank you so much for calling all this crap to the forefront, but I just wanted to say that I think the Steelers are starting to serve the same Kool-Aid as the Pirates are serving to us fans. You know, that's what we're turning into. Well, if they had not been winning games down the stretch, and thank you so much for the call, buddy. I hope you continue to listen. Down the stretch, it was always going to be about Kenny Pickett and his development, and that's very Pittsburgh Pirates. Is George Pickens going to develop? Is Najee Harris going to be a guy? Is Dan Moore Jr. going to get better? How are they going to fold, let's say, Connor Hayward and Mark Robinson into the thing? And they wound up winning games down the stretch, 7-9, and nine, which made it more enjoyable. But when they were 2-6, and six, I was thinking, okay, the rest of the season is about watching the growth of this football team. And that is a very Pittsburgh Pirates mindset. I look at it more, though, as the Pittsburgh Penguins where the Penguins haven't made it out of the first round of the playoffs in five years, and you can say there's reasons or excuses and goaltending injuries and this, that, the other. The reality is it's been five years where you haven't made it out of the first round of the playoffs. One of those losses was to quite literally the worst playoff team of all time in the Montreal Canadiens that would not have qualified by a long shot if it wouldn't have been a COVID bubble. And yet the Penguins say, Let's bring back Chris Letang. Let's bring back Evgeny Malkin. And this year, let's bring back Ricard Raquel. Let's sign Brian Russ to an extension. And we're just going to keep trying to do the same thing and see if we can break through. Now, I also understand there's a selling tickets quotient there. So I did not begrudge them for doing those things. And selfishly, hey, I want to watch Evgeny Malkin finish his Penguins career here. I didn't think they were going to win a championship moving on from him or holding on to him. Same with Latang. So that's where I stand on that. But... The organization looks at it and goes, hey, we should have won last year. Who knows where we would have wound up if we had better goaltending. But you keep doing the same thing, and you expect to break through. The Pittsburgh Steelers now are going into year three with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator, and nothing would tell me that something different's going to come next year. And you can try to point to the improvement in the second half of the season where they went 7-2 and two down the stretch, And you could say the offense was better, and it was, because they averaged 15 points per game in the first half of the year and 20 points per game after the bye. But guys, if they averaged 20 points per game all season long, they would have ranked 21st in point score for the season. 21st. And they're just going to come back and do the same thing next year. That's arrogance. It's hubris. It drives me up a friggin' wall. That, to me, is the more apt comparison. You just keep doing the same thing, and you're content with where you are, and you think, oh, you just 
keep pounding away, and eventually your way is going to work when there's absolutely zero evidence to suggest that it's actually going to work. 412-928-9370 on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. The Baltimore Ravens, forget about Matt Canada. Forget about Greg Roman. The Baltimore Ravens have set a clear expectation level for themselves. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have not done that. We'll get to that coming up next. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. The Ravens have fired offensive coordinator Greg Roman. The Steelers still have Matt Canada. Ken tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Did you hear what Cordell Stewart said last night? He is for keeping Canada. He said Pickett would really struggle if they made a change now. Yeah, imagine when they make a change after next season, how Kenny Pickett's going to feel. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Unfortunately, that probably means they won't because they don't look for big leaps of improvement. They look for incremental improvement, the Pittsburgh Steelers do. And thus, if the Steelers average 20 points per game this upcoming season and find a way to 9 or 10 wins, they're probably just going to continue to hang on to Matt Canada. And at that point, honestly, I would have to say, as much as I hate it and as much as I would disagree with a philosophy of incremental improvement being enough to keep around anybody. After two years in the same system, yeah, it would probably stunt Kenny Pickett's development to get rid of Matt Canada. It's just another reason, one of many, why they should have gotten rid of this guy. But the Ravens organization is in a similar spot to the Steelers. They made the playoffs this year. Who knows what they would have done if Lamar Jackson were actually healthy enough to have played or had decided to play, depending on what you believe in that situation. But the Ravens have just two playoff wins since 2014. The Steelers have three playoff wins since, well, in the last 12 years. Zero in the last six years. The Ravens have a similarly long drought. But the Baltimore Ravens, a team that made the playoffs this year, a team that's won division championships with Lamar Jackson at quarterback and with Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator, something the Steelers have not done with Matt Canada, they said, you know what? It's not good enough for us and our organization, as strong as we believe it to be, to make the playoffs and lose in the first round. That's what that signifies to me. Now, it could be a lot deeper than that if you were listening to the early morning show in Baltimore. I'm sure I'd talk about Lamar Jackson wanting to play in more of a modern-day offense, more of a drop-back passing offense. You want to get wide receivers to come in and play with this guy. Can he actually throw the ball outside the numbers? You want to find that out. You're never going to get where you need to go playing that style of offense. You can win a whole bunch of games. You can win the division. You can make the playoffs. But can you ever get over the hump unless you 
throw the ball down the field outside of the numbers. I'm sure those are all the things being discussed locally in Baltimore. But from an outsider's perspective, the Ravens have drawn a line in the sta- in the sand, and they're saying, if we don't get to a certain point, we're letting the fan base know that it's not okay. We're letting the fan base know that just simply making the playoffs and not advancing past the first round, that is not acceptable to us. And if you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, again, an organization that has been mired in similar frustration in the playoffs the last 6, 12 years, they're telling us through inaction that everything's A-OK. That so long as they're winning more games than they lose, so long as they're around it, they think they can just keep chipping away and eventually they're going to break through. I would much rather today be a fan of an organization operating like the Baltimore Ravens than one operating at a snail's pace like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hi, you're on the early morning show. Hello, this is Tim from the Tank Brigade. There he is. Hello, Tim. Uh, First off, I actually know a reporter in the Baltimore area and he let it slide to me that the Ravens offered Lamar five years, $250 million, with $200 million guaranteed over the summer. So, uh, and he turned it I don't down. Think he's going to be there. Yeah, that's what he said the offer was, and he's within the locker room and everything. Tim, so. you're a smart guy. Where do you think Lamar Jackson would wind up if he's not in Baltimore? Well, whoever is willing to pay the most amount of money. And what team loves to spend money on free agents instead of just learning how to draft? The Washington football team, of course. Oh, man. He probably wouldn't anyway, even have to move. I, yeah, probably. I was uh, calling to let you know that the personal matter that Mike Tomlin was dealing with before making his decision was a call from the Tank Brigade, kindly reminding <laughs> him that we took his best player within the first game of the season. We also gave Minka Fitzpatrick emergency appendicitis and reminding him of all of the other things that we did when we just wanted the team to tank and what chaos could the Tank Brigade unleash if he were to bring Mac Canada back, and he chose violence. So the Tank Brigade is now gunning for Mike Tomlin's job. This guy is a maniacal megalomaniac who is obsessed with himself to the point that he would rather lose than allow someone with more ability into the locker room. I don't care what the players say. I don't care what ownership says. This guy is power-hungry and obsessed. He needs to go. Tim, I appreciate the call, and if the Steelers had lost more games down the stretch than they had won, or even had the Steelers been mediocre in the second half of the season and finished with a losing record, I don't think they could have justified Matt Canada coming back. And I've wrestled with this. The end of the season was fun for me. Watching Kenny Pickett develop and beat Las Vegas and Baltimore, especially the Baltimore game, the way that he did, made me feel like the Steelers have a real guy in Kenny Pickett. And being, quote-unquote, in the hunt made those games take on the added importance of not just watching Kenny Pickett develop, but develop when there were real stressors. And that was enjoyable. But, man, if you could tell me, I have a hard time I'm wrestling with this, if you could tell me that they went 500 in the second half of the season, 5-4 and four or 4-5, four and five, whatever, and then it got rid of Matt Canada... Might have been worth it. Strong take by me. Might have been worth it.
Ah, I'll workshop it for 6 o'clock tonight. I'm on tonight, too, by the way. You can listen to that on your Odyssey app. Hey, you're on the early morning show. Just kidding. Good morning. Hello, caller. Yes, this is Earl. Hi, Earl. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting uh, to, to know how the Steeler season ticket sales are holding up. I know the Pirates are in the tank. Well, I mean, people got their seat license. The The tickets are going to be sold. I think the more revealing thing is whether or not people actually show up to the games. And if they come back next year and through nine games, they're four and five or five and four, and instead of doing the one half of the season bad, one half of the season good thing, but the schedule works out to where you play a lot of not good teams interspersed with some of the good teams you play, and you wind up being a mediocre team just humming along. I do wonder just how many fans are going to come to Acrisure Stadium. I do. Up next, sometimes you got to pee. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sometimes when you got to pee, you just got to pee. Andy Murray at the Australian Open. Do you know something? I respect the rule. It's so disrespectful that the tournament has us out here until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and we're not allowed to go and take a It's a joke. It is a joke. And you know it as well. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to you. It's disrespectful to the ball children. It's disrespectful to the players. And we're not allowed to go to the toilet. Ridiculous. So the ball guys aren't allowed to go to the toilet. Andy Murray not allowed to go pee-pee. The judge, whatever you call it, umpire. What do they call them in that chair up there? They've got all the power in the world, these tennis referees. They're not allowed to go pee-pee. I don't think I'd ever get into tennis if that were the case. I pee more than any 32-year-old should ever have to go. It is awful. If I go to a sporting event, I have to sit in the aisle. If I go on a car trip, you can just add an extra hour to the car trip because if we're let's say we're driving six hours, I will stop seven times to pee. It's a disaster. So I feel where Andy Murray's coming from. These tennis people. You can't let guys go to the bathroom in the middle of the event. Ladies go to the bathroom in the middle of the event. Think about that chair umpire. Is that what they're called? Doesn't matter. More power than God. They sit high above everybody else. Casting their rulings and such. They're not allowed to go to the bathroom. How is Andy Murray supposed to play? Stay hydrated. If he can't go use the loo. There should be a full-fledged investigation in the Australian Open. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet Route 19 in the South Hills. Start the new year off with a great deal in a new or pre-owned vehicle and online at sunchevy.com. Snow today. Highs in the upper 30s. Greg Cosell. Big-time filmer-breaker-downer guy talking about 
a question he still has with the Steelers' offense. I think they want the run game to be the foundation. That's another question. Is Najee Harris really that guy? I mean, we know he can carry the ball a lot. The question becomes production. You know, you know you can give him volume. Can he be that guy that keeps your offense on schedule and stays ahead of the sticks? I still think that's an open question. I actually have the opposite viewpoint of Greg Cosell. We know he can handle the volume, but can he be productive? Najee Harris last year did handle the volume and was productive based solely on the volume because the Steelers kept running the ball into a brick wall and eventually the statistics are going to accumulate. This year, however, can Najee Harris really handle the volume? He got hurt in the preseason, well, in training camp, and then he played in that meaningless third preseason game. He was hurt with a steel plate in his shoe for the first half of the year going into that game before the bye week against the Eagles. He was hurt, which means on some level you can't handle the volume. And listen, that's going to happen any position in the NFL, but certainly running back. What I actually think that we now know about Najee Harris is if you block it up for him and he's healthy, he can be very good. I still never would have used the first-round pick on him. I'm never going to change that view. I just don't think it's worth it unless you are a running back away from winning the mother bleeping Super Bowl. I do not take one in the first round. If that's the last piece you need, fine. I'll make that one exception. If not, no. There's too many good running backs around the NFL not been picked in the first round that I just wouldn't have done it. But Najee Harris showed me, I think the injury upon further review was the reason why he was not good enough in the first half of the season. If he can stay healthy, I think he's a difference maker. And I think next year you branch the offense off of him, and that's what the Steelers are hoping to do. But that next step for the offense means play action off of that, deep shots down the field. But I do think Najee Harris, when healthy, can be a guy in this league. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 